Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you Inky Savages are joining me for this week's episode of the Pen Boy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Stay savage. And Inky. Thank you guys for joining me. It's really nice to have you guys with us for episode number 87. I almost forgot which number we were on. I say that every week just to emphasize how we're constantly going. We're not going to stop. And this week's episode was really fun. Let me read Tom's writing here. How many turns are too many for capping a fountain pen? Let's ask Mr. Owl. So he's referencing the old Tootsie Pop commercial. One, two, who? Because there was an owl in it, Mr. Owl. Three, three. Tom and I discussed the difference between the original Estabrook Jr. and the new Jr. Paradise fountain pen. We also wax philosophical on reviewing pens made by independent makers. I don't understand what that means. We also wax philosophical on reviewing pens made by independent makers. I'm sure he knows what he's talking about, and that sounds smarter than I'm capable of coming up with on my own, so I'm just going to go with it. Join us as we do some window shopping on wetandwise.com. Thanks for sending your pens in, Carbonite, Nobby. I understand that reference. You have to listen to the episode and log on to Penboy Roy. Instagram page to know what I'm talking about. If you'd like to shop for a new pen or try to get Tom fired, by the way, so this is the sponsorship read for Gold Spot Pens. You guys are fan freaking tastic because Tom has been getting so many hashtag fire Tom comments in the order section at Gold Spot. And you guys are utilizing coupon code Roy. It's just, it's much appreciated. And it's more than just appreciating it for using the coupon code because that helps me out when I renegotiate sponsorship next year. But just the amount of interaction you guys are putting into it and how elaborate some of these stories are, I can't believe we forgot to read them. I wanted to read them. There were some of them that were just insane. Fictional stories that incorporate hashtag fire Tom. It was fantastic. Tom has been sending them to me throughout the week and I was losing it laughing. I love you guys. You guys are all awesome. Thank you so much. Please keep doing that. Order pens at goldspot.com. Using coupon code ROY. Some exclusions applies. You get extra discounts. But please add in a, a comment. Something in the comments. It could be as elaborate as you want it to be. A story. It could be some sort of crazy scenario that we love. We love reading them. Tom gets them. He laughs. Dina and Asha at his work, they get them and they lose it. It's just so much interaction is great. I think, I think we're on to some kind of connection that has not existed in the past when it comes to the fountain pen community, and I am just honored to be part of it, and thank you guys. So, yeah, use coupon code ROY at goldspot.com at checkout, and make sure to use some sort of funny hashtag fire Tom comment in the comment section, and you'll get free stickers with that too. So... And also, I got to mention my other sponsors, Luxury Brands. Now, Bryce does not stay on top of these things, so I don't know what he wants me to talk about this week. So I'm going to pick something, okay? I'm going to pick, let's see, I'm going to pick Yoya or Joya or however you're supposed to say this thing. So it's an Italian brand that comes out of Italy. It's spelled G-I-O-I-A, and it's Italian for joy, okay? I'm taking out one of these pens. I think this one is called the Armoranto. So that's nice. It has Yovo nib, piston filler. It's all this really nice Italian acrylic 
has a vintage feel about it. Now, what I like about it is it's actual Italian acrylic. It's not European grade because European grade doesn't mean anything except that it's copying actual European acrylic. This is very nice. It's got piston filler. It has a Yovo nib with the Yovo feed, but it's not an unscrewable nib unit. From what I can tell, it's all fixed. Very well-made pen. The clip always lines up with the branding on the barrel. I like it. I like it a lot. One thing that does drive me crazy about it is it's only one quarter of a turn to cap and uncap. It's a quarter of a turn, right? So I like up to two, no more than two, and that's actually a good lead-in for this week's episode. So stick around for the entire episode because we talk about a whole bunch of pen stuff, believe it or not. Did you know that the Penboy Roy YouTube Fountain Pen Review Channel t-shirt also doubles as a Halloween costume? You bet. You can dress up as Roy and go trick or treating for some monk fruit sweetened keto friendly candy. Get your shirt at Tom's Ink Journal website with free shipping within the US. The link will be in the description and the show notes. So please check out those shirts. They're just the best and greatest best shirts ever created in the history of anything ever created. So now, before we get started, I just want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Penboy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage Savage. And Inky. <laughs> oh, I wish I... Uh, what actually you got? So that's gonna sound. That's gonna, I'm gonna start the episode with that ki that you just. You, yeah, <laughs> that's that's how the episode's starting. Nice, yeah. nice. Oh, I have. I was looking. I was looking for my bag. I wanted to talk about something. I wanted to talk about something today. But before I get started talking about that, I actually wanted to tell you how incredibly helpful your bullet journaling article in the bullet journal. I'm sorry, the ink journal. The blog that you do every once oh, in a while. Oh, nice! I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. How- well, I, I wrote that article pretty much on your prompt, you know, to wanting to read something like that or to see inside my journal to get the inspiration to to go forward with yours. So yeah, you were you were a catalyst of that happening. Well, it I can't even tell you how much it helps keep track of shit, and then. So like I'm at work and and then I have to do something or I have to remember to do something. And I, as soon as I have a task that I have to do, no matter how menial or, or how important, I just put it down in my journal in the same way that you kind of did and showed me pictures of in the article where it's like day one is one column, day two is another column in that manner. Right. And I find right. I'm just not forgetting to do stuff. I'm very organized. People think that I'm organized and very well planned out. And I was talking about my podcast to some some of the guys at work and somebody was just like, what do you talk about on the podcast? And I was like, literally, we just have no plans. We just don't go with any script. We just start talking, and it just turns into an interesting Right, and they're all like, well, I can only imagine you as someone who's super organized and has every moment of the podcast planned out. And I'm like... <laughs> they're like, whoa, you totally don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but my my work week and my work day and my work month is so well planned out with the first page being the entire month and stuff like that with a to-do. No, I, I literally just copied your format. Awesome. Yeah, and it's just so incredibly helpful. And at first, I just really wanted to like see your journal 
just because I wanted to see what kind of kinky shit you do when nobody's looking, but you didn't take any pictures of those and you didn't let me see any of that. <laughs> well, I also I also blurred out all, well, you know, kind of redacted uh, certain items of which are sensitive in nature that I did not feel like sharing. So, right. <laughs> you know, not that I felt like not sharing them, but they would have been like, you know, there's it could be relating to other people, too. So I just didn't want to, you know, overshare too much. So, yeah. Uh, and it was well, listen. You can't you can't tell people about your job with the CIA, and people will find mm. out. You know that you're yes. a, you're actually a secret secret covert agent for the government. So yes, you know. Also, also, I had to make sure that I redacted out in my watched movie list all of the uh, various Brendan Fraser movies that <laughs> I had watched over the last year, especially right. Airheads, which my uh, my bud. Uh, Drew Brown was was messaging. He was saying that uh, that there was a big uh, anniversary with Airheads right. with uh, Brendan Fraser, and and that apparently you could only do. Um, you have to go and and get like Cinemax off of like Hulu, and so you have to go through hoops just to stream that thing. So if you got, which I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the movie, right? Of you've course, I heard. I, I I seen it when I was young. I think at least it was five times. No, it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite movie at the time. It wasn't your favorite of the uh, of the Brendan Fraser catalog. Yes, it was not my favorite of the Brendan Fraser catalog. I don't know why you think I have such a you know. We gotta do. We we already did. We redid the best top three movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But, all right. So I still like Bedazzled, and. <laughs> I can knock off Blast from the Past from that list, but Bedazzled stays there because Elizabeth Hurley is in it, and I love Elizabeth Hurley. So anyway, let's let's move on. Thank you for your helpful tips with the dot journaling, bullet journaling, and all that stuff. It's it's come yeah. in handy. But you know what's on my mind is today, I snapped some pictures of my Estherbrook JRs. I have the red one that mm-hmm. was the first release, and I have the lemon drop, right? Right. And as I play around with things and I notice differences, I, you know how nitpicky I get and stuff like that, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is the part where Ryan, because he lists Ryan Sirignano, is that his name? Sirignano from Sirignano. Es- Sirignano. Is that Italian? That sounds. You have very to Italian. say it like Italian. Yeah, he's Italian. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, so This is the part of the episode where Ryan Siri Sirignano pays very close attention because we're talking about Esther Book. And he- <laughs> now he's 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 uh, he's busting a rib right now, laughing in yeah. his uh, in his crossover SUV is what he's doing. Right, because I'm t- butchering his last name. I apologize, Ryan. <laughs> but I have some criticisms to talk about the JR. It's not really criticisms, but just something I noticed. That Which, the older model or the newer Paradise well, model? Well, uh, comparing the two. Okay. And I need answers. And I think that Uh-oh. answers need to be – I think people want answers. I think I want answers. I think truths need to be spilled from the So Esther what questions company. do you have that need answering? Okay, here we go. I'm noticing – that with the old version, the first version of the JR, the red one I have, which I love, the red one. It look, The red one looks like a red version of the Positano acrylic by Leonardo. Mm-hmm. That's what I really yeah, like about it. Yeah, okay. swirly and yeah. Nobody, nobody can watch what I'm doing, but what I'm doing is I'm uncapping it. One, right? Mm-hmm. No one's seeing Just under two ro- full rotations to <laughs> uncap the old red one, the first edition red one. Just under two. Okay. The new, okay. the new lemon twist, one, uh-huh. 
two, three, two, no, two and two point eight rotations. I want to say almost Ooh, three. That's a lot of rotations. Yeah, like wh- what the fuck? What's the deal? <laughs> like why? Did that would that cross your barrier of like that's the acceptable amount of rotations? It was no, like well th- over two. No, I think two is good. But what's the deal with the excessive number of rotations on the new one versus the old one, right? Like, why change the mm. formula? Like, mm. who was over there in the Esterbrook factory, and they're like, all right, we're going to release these awesome new vibrant colors that we, everybody seems to really love, right? Hold on a second. One, two, yeah, it was three. And then after all that, like, just take the formula. We're going to add another rotation to the whole mix. Why does that happen? Why does something like that happen? I don't believe it was the it was the owl from the Tootsie Pop commercial, if you remember back in the day. <laughs> he was like, "How many licks does it take to this, get to the center of a Tootsie Pop?" Let me see. Oh, Mr. Owl. Yeah, and it's like, let me see. One, two, <laughs> three, three, and he crunches yeah. it and just like eats the rest of it. Yeah. So that's the the owl's working for them. Is like wanted it to go from two to three. Right. That. That's the only answer I'm willing to accept at this point in time when it comes to this kind of shit. No, but seriously, I wonder what the fuck, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if that's just like one of those things that happens because it happens and no one really meant for it to happen, which if that's the case, then, well, I don't know, like very small detail. The devils are in the details. You know, get a grip on all your little details, guys. And if it's not unintentional, if it's just one of those things that was meant to be, what is the thinking behind, all right, we have the JR. What can we do to improve it? Aha! I have it. I have it. We're going to add another rotation to the uncapping, right? Like, if that's the way the conversation went, maybe rethink it, right? Well, if anything, I think that makes it less convenient of a pocket pen that's because a, it's harder to get the cap off, being that you have to do it another. That's exactly rotation. my point. Like two is okay. Two is two. I think is perfect on the original JR, but why is it almost three in the new one? Right. Hmm. Like, isn't that something that you want to know why that happens? Like, what's the, I would. I want to know. I would. I want to know. I would also like to know from your perspective, does that does that hurt the overall, you know, let's say review of the pen? Like, you know, knowing one version to the next, does that change your mind about it in any way? Well, it's definitely like if it were a nine out of ten, it's definitely like a eight out of ten now because it's just too many rotations. Mm-hmm. Like the opus pens, right? Those opus pens take like a thousand rotations i think the yeah, worst yeah like unthreading the unthreading the the blind cap to activate the the the, the uh, safety valve and yeah and also to un to open it up together yeah there's that, that those you have to keep screwing for basically forever you should have like there should be some sort of like pen screwing cap screwing tool that you just like go <laughs> you know like like you're changing tires at nascar just like okay caps off what do you think what was for you what was the worst offender of over rotating caps or rather caps with too many rotations what was the worst offender mm. for you because no matter what i think i got you beat i just have to <sighs> well I, th- I think i think that anything over two is not i i love 
probably like that that about like one or a little bit more than one is like my sweet spot i love like just that amount because like if it's a little bit under that then i feel like the cap can come off too easily i find that true with when i had uh some i had a couple of pelican 200s mm-hmm. and i felt like that especially too is that you even if you those i feel like it's justified to tighten down the cap when you cap it because like for my capping style the cap actually had come loose and the pen came loose out of the cap. Thankfully it was in my shirt pocket Mm -hmm. the times that it did that. But because of the fact that it had such like, I don't know, shallow threading or something like that, that the, that the pen actually uncaps itself by accident. If you're just bouncing around your pocket. Mm -hmm. So, so that's like too little, but like that one, just about that area is, is perfect for me, but I can't think of any offenders that would qualify for like, you know, that I remember off like other than what you just mentioned, like Opus or, you know, so being that the Estabrook JR takes like three turns. I'm like, nah, I, that, that doesn't do it for me either. I, I don't like that. Mm, I hear you. Well, I want to tell you about the worst possible offender that I've ever seen in the history of fountain pens was the fountain pen revolution, Triveni acrylic fountain pen. Now it came in oh, like yeah. this tiger orange and blue acrylic. It was really nice. I think they called it, hmm. Might have been tiger. No, partly cloudy. I think they called it. No, that can't can't be it. Ocean coral, saffron seas. I can't remember which one it is, but it's the orange one that uh-huh. they have, right? Okay. Th- this fucking thing, I shit you not, was six and a half rotations. Wow. <laughs> I even spoke to the guy, the owner of the company. I'm like, dude, Kevin. What? Yeah, Kevin, nice guy. I'm like, what? What's up with this, dude? This is six and a half rotations. <laughs> like like what so he was like yeah I, I was speaking to them about the rotations but it's like seriously it's like if you have 15 minutes to sit down and journal five of it is spent uncapping the pen crazy now what if what if they made a pen that was so intentionally like difficult to open you know what i'm saying like something that that they design around the idea that like you have to almost like solve a puzzle to open it that would be that would be kind of funny. Yeah, that would be that would be like That'd a be, good prank on somebody. Yeah, that would be. That really would be. You know what I was thinking about would be a great fantastic fantastic prank with somebody is go out drinking <laughs> go out drinking with somebody but make sure they're wearing prank pants. So like once you zip up and button up the the pants, it will never unzip or unbuckle. where where do do such pants exist i I don't know like that exists i don't know but i gotta make one right and make sure it's like a light color so like once he zips up and then he snaps the button down it just won't open then go out drinking and then just first 10 rounds are on me right until he's got a really really pee and then he's just sitting there and he can't unbuckle it and i want to know what happens to a person in that situation <laughs> do they come out I, with like I, you know I, I would even say that you don't even really need the whole like buckling down for some people some people will just like you know do that to themselves on a on a normal tuesday or something like that if that's true if they're so inclined you know that's true or just don't go out drinking with them because most people don't want to piss their pants if they're at work right mm-hmm. so somehow get them to wear it right before work and then, like, keep buying them coffee or water or something. Because throughout the day, now, one, someone, of the, one of the funniest pants things that I've seen was, like, on the uh, the show The Office, where 
uh, Jim pranked Dwight where he actually custom made his his suit that he usually would wear and he put it in his laundry mm-hmm. where the suit the suit was like completely tear away. So all he all he had he was like walking into work one day and like Jim comes over and just like does the whole tear away thing right off of like everything his whole suit and pants and everything just came off because it was all like the velcro tear away stuff hmm. so like he just he just stripped him in like a second and he was just down to like nothing but underwear <laughs> that would it's such a good would, show i i have yet to watch that show it's so good yeah it's so so very good i have to watch it i have yet to watch it yeah that's a it's a good show. Like you got to watch that eventually at some point. I mean, they they used to be on Netflix. Used to be able to have all the seasons available for streaming on Netflix. But mm. like uh like our our poor show, the you know, Airheads. It's now like you have to go on to Peacock and download another streaming service to go yeah. and watch that. So there's so many streaming know. services now. It's kind of like the only ones I use, just because I feel like. When you download all these streaming services online, it feels like you get too many repeats. Like I have HBO, the streaming service. I don't know what it's called anymore. If it's HBO Go or HBO Max. I have HBO Max now, yeah. Yeah. I have obviously the Apple TV app. I have Amazon Prime, Netflix, Disney Plus. Yeah, the subscriptions could get out of control. Yeah, you know, it's just way too many of them going on at the same time. And I like uh, my wife is always like she's she's a big TV watcher. She likes to like indulge in all of those, you know, admittedly, she admits like they're trashy television, like uh, uh, Bachelor in Paradise and uh, Too Hot to Handles on Netflix and all that other the dating shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like so like she'll be like, oh, you know, we, we could we could if we had this uh, streaming thing, like we watch this, that, and the other, I'm like, like we got so many other ones already. And then plus that we got the, we got ship, we got the shipping boxes full of like our old DVDs. I just can't bear to like part with them because like of all the sunken cost that just went into buying all of those DVDs back way back when before mm-hmm. streaming was, was popular. Mm-hmm. And like, and like for cases like this, like where you're trying to watch, like you're, you're thinking, Oh, you know, I really want to watch airheads because I'm on a, you know, Brendan Fraser binge right now. And like, and like I used to have it, but I got rid of it. Cause I do streaming now. It's like, Oh damn. You know, but like, if you kept it in DVD form, then you're always like, oh, I could always pull that out if I want to. Right. You know, regardless of whatever's on streaming. You're never going to let this Brandon Fraser thing go, are you? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you see the pictures of of our buddy Nobby's? I posted pictures of Nobby's pens that he mm-hmm. sent me. Did you see those? Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, isn't that cool, the, the casing? Yeah, the yeah, I like that. I've seen that in a few different pens before. Really, I think that's it's really underused. Like it's like I you know I don't see that many pens being offered in that kind of case. I mean, it is kind of like on the like lesser expensive side, I guess. Like it's not as like let's say jewelry looking as like opening up like a clamshell box and having your pen sit on a white platform with a sash. But this has got its own kind of futuristic kind of vibe almost as if like your pen was like vacuum sealed and and you know kind of like contained in in carbonite almost like it's like han solo is coming sliding across your desk and like you're now gonna release it and, and be able to use it yeah it kind of looks cool that way you know it's like in suspension yeah so somebody actually said that on my instagram people are listening so they can't really 
they don't know what we're talking about. But just to give everybody an idea, basically, imagine there's you have a clamshell box. I, I don't know how to explain this. Tom, go for it. Oh, well, like you're trying to explain the box that we're talking about. Right, because people don't know what I'm talking about. But just imagine, like, oh. so do you remember what Han Solo, everybody listening, do you remember what Han Solo looked like when he got stuck into that thing and then he got frozen in that thing, right? Yeah, the thing, the thing, right? right because but, that's being descriptive about right. it. Right, so you go, you go. You, you go ahead and you're, you're good at explaining these things. All right, so so this box that Nobby had sent from, uh, from Wet and Wise, right? It, it well, it actually even matches the pen too. It's like, isn't it green? Like it matches that dark green of the pen. No, 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 so, no. It's black. Oh, it's black. Yeah. Okay. Is it, I guess the exposure is different. Okay. So, so if you could imagine just a frame that goes around the pen in rectangular fashion, and then inside that frame are two, let's say, pieces of like thin plastic film, and then sandwiched between those two pieces of plastic film is the pen. So, so the clear plastic of film that's within that frame is holding the pen in suspension between the two halves of this kind of like clamshell sort of case but it's, it's clear so you could see it even when it's closed you could see the pen just like floating in suspension inside the case mm-hmm. which is it's cool it's because it's like it's like seeing like han solo frozen in carbonite from when he got frozen in cloud city he got captured by boba fett and sent to jabba the hut and everything yeah like but that. the carbonite that han solo was frozen in wasn't wasn't transparent no, but you could see him stuck in it, like in suspension, mm-hmm. like he's just frozen solid in that thing. So you could kind of see your pen just floating in there, just, you know, held in suspension. You can't move it or anything like that. Yeah. What do you think of the pen that's in the, the... pen itself looks really cool. It's very, it's very like, like, I want to say like organic looking, like it's almost kind of like a Salvador Dali. Mm hmm surrealist sort of vibe i got about that overlay that's going on there but like the ebonite looks really cool i like that that uh, that color is so you with yeah. the, the green yeah yeah so i want everybody as you're listening going to my instagram at penboyroy one word i don't know it's, before i get onto that i don't know what's up with ken Rowe industries or luxury brands or any of the retailers distributors that know me and use my name why can't they spell penboy roy without putting spaces i've even <laughs> i've even said penboy roy no spaces that's how i like it that's how i want it why can't they do mm-hmm. it everybody separates pen boy and roy or penboy and then separates roy why why just Put it all together. Save yourself the time from hitting the space bar. You don't have to hit the space bar. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it makes it easier. All right. So uh, the Napster, he included this nice letter on what looks like Rodia.pad. And I'm going to read the letter here. Dear Roy, go fuck yourself. Oh, no, no. Wrong letter. Hold on. Uh-huh. That's from somebody else. All right. Dear Roy. I hope you're doing well. Here you are. Now you have an Albert with a clip. Okay, so basically, I have an Albert. It's the gray with multiple color stripes that go through it. I don't know if you remember Uh that one. That one's there. And he sent me another clip. I'm sorry. He sent me a cap with a clip as opposed to just the capless, the clipless cap. This is hard to say because there's so many words like clip and cap within. Yes. you, You can mess that order up. Change the meaning completely. So when he says, now you have an Albert with a clip. As I mentioned in the Instagram DM, 
The material I used for Albert and Starina is finished. And this cap is the last piece made out of this material. I purchased those blanks on a pen manufacturer's closeout a while ago. At the time, I bought all that they had. As far as I am aware, these blanks are no longer available and no longer made. Anyway, it's been a while that I have been working on the development of 3D printed pens, and I have to say it is much more difficult than it seems from outside. Also, I need to mention that I'm not using home 3D printer that use plastic PLA filaments. Not sure what any of that meant. The printer I have uses liquid resin and cured by UV lights, and it is at the level of industrial printers. Still don't know nice. what he's talking about, but I'm thinking... Well, it just sounds a- like... It's, yeah, it sounds like he wants to make the the final piece, if he's doing like a 3D printed pen, he wants to make the final piece not plastic, but made out of a more durable resin, right. know, as opposed to the cheaper plastics that you would find in the common, like, let's say, user-grade uh, you know, 3D printers that are out there. Mm. Okay. So it sounds like he's going with some more heavy-duty shit, right? Yeah, okay. he's, he's getting serious about it. Yeah. Like. I mean, I've been noticing he's been doing this for some time. Like, a couple of years ago, he had some 3D-printed pens. But the whole pen is not 3D-printed. Like, the ones he sent me, like I said, everybody, please go to my Instagram and check out the the post from six days ago from today, which is today's the 14th. So what, what date would that be? So that would be, was six days ago, that would have been the 8th of I September? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you'll, you'll see, it's the one right before I'm holding a kettlebell. So anyway, mm-hmm. let me keep reading. From the initial ideas and designs to the 3D modeling in the technical engineering software and eventually the production and finishing have done in-house after... And have been done in-house. After experimenting on making a few designs, I came to the conclusion that adding 3D elements to a handmade base pen is more beautiful and appealing than having the entire 3D printed pen. So that's what I'm talking about. So it's like the barrel and the base of the whole pen is ebonite, right? Especially right. in the green one that you're looking at. It's like that right. really cool-looking greenish, like, swirled ebonite. And then yeah, there's a sleeve yeah. of 3D printed, like, I don't know how you would describe that netting around it. Yeah, it's kind of like an overlay that's got some oddly, you know, let's say asymmetrically shaped ovals that are there. It's very organic looking, almost kind of like alien like alien. Like I I said, like it almost reminds me of like the melting clocks with Salvador Dali. Like it's got the that kind of just drippy oval sort of look. Okay, I was just gonna. I was like, if you're in like on an alien planet and like from the movie aliens and all the goo is like hanging and like wrapped around trees and stuff like that's what i was going with i think something out of an hr geiger illustration so could you stop like making all my ideas like seem so juvenile by being too smart seriously well i'm just pointing out that's the guy that designed the aliens oh is that so yes yes i'm I'm a big fan of that 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 movie franchise has scared me like beyond belief like ever since i was a kid but i'm still yet fascinated with it so okay when i'm done with this when we're just done discussing that we need to talk about the aliens okay at the moment (laughs) this is at the moment this is the only design i have produced but there are more prototypes unfortunately these days i do not have enough time to work on 
a new 3D design, but I have many interesting ideas in my mind, and I'm sure he really does. You know what's not occupying Nobby's mind? New new versions of Call of Duty, because he's still playing Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. As you can imagine, the base pen can be made of any material and color. For ebonite and different colors and patterns to acrylic or aluminite. Can you just explain to everybody what aluminite is for everybody who doesn't know how to explain it? I mean, doesn't know what it it's, is. It's like it's a ta- it's a type of of cast resin. Um, it's just it's just a different. That's also uh, also too is like um, uh, what's it called? Diamond cast is also made partly out of aluminite. Okay. So it's yeah. So it's like it's like a it's like a brand of of uh, liquid resin that you would be able to combine in various swirls and and cast it into shapes and you know rods in this case for pens. Right. I knew that. I just wanted you to explain it. Okay. No, I, I, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> Also, the 3D printed piece can be matched with the color of liquid resin in any color other than black. Wait, I don't, nice. understand, I don't understand what I just read. Also, the three, 3D printed piece can be matched with the color of liquid resin in any color other than black. Oh, okay. So it can be other. I don't know why I had trouble understanding that. It's pretty... It's just plain. I'm just stupid. I selected two <laughs> samples and sent them to you. One pen with clip and other is clipless. One with a Yovo nib, wet and wise branded, and the other with a Bach nib. Who's is that? Mm-hmm. You texting me or is, who's texting me right now? I'm trying that's to, not me. That's, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm talking to you, so I'm not yeah. texting you. Right, hold on. Oh, we're having a sidebar conversation <laughs> as we record the podcast. Yeah, no, somebody, <laughs> no, somebody's texting me on my work phone. I'm texting you, dude. Podcast so boring. Let's change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually interesting because we're actually talking. This about guy pen. keeps talking about wet and wise pens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but wet and wise is the shit. It is. It's fun. Uh, with Bach Dib. So, uh, one so did you out try of, both of them already? Hold on. Let me finish reading this. One out of oh, God. black ebonite and the other out of ripple green ebonite. The design of the end of each is different. In fact, uh, countless combinations can be made with this pen. I hope you like these two pens. I will be very happy to see your reviews on these pens on your channel. Be well, be safe, and stay savage. Cheers, Nobby. So thank you, Nobby, for that letter. I do appreciate the pens that you sent me, and I am interested, very interested in reviewing them. As a matter of fact, these days, I have been a little bit more interested in reviewing pens that are not as commercial. You know what I mean? So like, I'm working on reviews for my... And it's just tough to... It's tough to review. Sometimes it's tougher to review pens that are not as commercial. For example, reviewing my Ryan Crusack Legend 16 pen, right? Mm-hmm. It's there's nothing really standard about it outside of the nib, right? It's not something that you like. It's not something that a lot of people would just be able to go like with a commercial, more commercial type of pen. You could say, "Oh, I really like this pen. Go out and get one yourself." But in the case when you're dealing with like the smaller boutique sort of makers that are that a lot of this stuff is bespoke it's like oh i really like this pen you could go and request i guess like the same configuration or maybe they may not have the same materials anymore or it may not be a a type of model or it was a model that they only did for like a limited run or something so it's a Mm -hmm. little bit more complicated in that fact yeah so there's more and also it's there's more to it 
when it comes to reviewing it, I think because since it's not like a manufactured pen, it's a handmade pen and it it's not mass produced, there's kind of less, I guess, standard guides to go by when reviewing it. You know what I mean? Like Nobby's pen, these 3D printed pens, they look really cool. But everything about it is what makes it individual. Everything about it is what makes it unique. So how do you do something objectively when you're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Yeah. Some well, pe- I mean, in, in this case, though, you're looking at something that has a lot of unique elements. And then, I mean, even though you know that there's a, there's the background story and you could kind of say there's a more of a connection being that you order it or you you know you buy it directly from the person that is making your pen you know it's, it has a different sort of feel than if you're just buying it from a brand that mm-hmm. just like has a whole entire company behind it and you know the the actual manuf- the actual craftsperson that's making it you don't know them like you don't you don't know them in the transaction so, right. so it's, a, it's a different feel altogether especially too is that you go out there and you let's say you don't have you have some critical things to say about it. Like you, you know, you could have had that, let's say that indirect discussion with that person. They would have just like, let's say gotten your feedback directly about it as opposed to like putting it out there on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it, it does, it does feel a lot different. I, I totally agree with you. It feels a lot different that than, uh, than doing just like a, a, a pen that could just be bought off the shelf from a different brand. Right. So that's what makes them difficult more difficult to review other than the nib writing sample, right? Cause the only mm-hmm. standard thing about this pen is the nib, the nib unit, the writing sample, the way you fill the pen, but everything else is completely and entirely different in the same way styles of art is different, right? Like, have you ever seen a pen like this one? I don't even know what it's called. The, the mm-hmm. 3d printed pen that Nabi sent me. I don't even know what it's called, but the presentation oh, the model, yeah, I, I'm not even sure what it's called. But if anyone's interested, you can look at my Instagram page, I, like I said, and you'll know it's the one right before I'm holding a kettlebell, the one after the Monteverde Engage post, and you'll see it. It looks like a pen suspended in a small frame. It looks, oh, dude, he calls it he calls it green venom. Oh, I like it. Venoms. I see that's that that black looks like the venom from Venoms. This guy's got to be a Marvel fan. This Wet and Wise, Nobby's got to be a Wet and Wise fan. He's got to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I see it on here. It's the green ebonite with the black uh, 3D printed. That that looks really cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. It's, it's, it's really cool. Review is going to take some time. Same thing with the Crusack pen. Like, I don't have any other moose antler pens, right? Right. And... But you know, I was going to talk about this also with the with Nobby's business, the Wet and Wise. It's like I've told you before, I just don't really like clipless pens. But mm-hmm. one thing that the Nabster is doing well is he's making clipless pens unique enough that it's not it doesn't feel like it's cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how I said like there are some clipless pens that are just tubes of acrylic. They're just pipes with nibs. I see. Yeah, I, and that tends to be, a, I feel like, a common theme among the smaller pen manufacturers. It's just this, like, 
let's go minimalist and just do a straight cylinder tube pen, no clip, very, you know, very like tapered, tapered grip section. But other than just like a small little taper or straight cylindrical type of grip section has like no character to it. And yeah. it's just like out of the sake of minimalism, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. But like everybody else does the same thing too. But I, I, I agree with you here is that like, Navi, especially with the and I, and I see you where we're going at here with the uh, the Marvel stuff because he actually has like another version of that pen in like I'll say a green acrylic that's mm-hmm. called Hulk Smash. Oh yeah. So yeah. So like I'm like yeah he's got to be he's got to be a Marvel fan too. Yeah. So, um. But yeah. But like those those designs, even the choices just of acrylic, I feel are exotic and kind of have a, a different flair about them than mm-hmm. most other types of uh you know uh, small you know independent pen manufacturers you would usually see yeah and you know what's cool is this this dude's expanding too he's got nib upgrades he's got gold nib and flex nib options the yovo flex nibs which is kind of cool nice right well i mean too is that you could say about the writing section because you just said well uh, well you know being that it's yovo and it's pretty standard but like i think a number of uh small pen manufacturers i think nobby too he he would probably tune or smooth the nib, right? Does it, or he just gives it to you like out right as the factory, you know, version would be. I don't know, because that's a consideration too. Being that we know from experience, like a Waldeman, for example, mm-hmm. has has a different writing experience than just getting, let's say, I don't know, like any other generic Yovo, like like getting a Yovo nib on a on a Conklin pen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot different than getting it on a Waldman pen. Oh for yeah, sure. or or on a Diplomat, for example. Like you know, those they're even not y'all Yovos are all built the same way. It's the same thing with Bach too. I mean, Bach I think has even more of a variance in terms of like the end product um, based on like how much love it gets mm-hmm. from the manufacturer that's installing it. You know, so it does it does matter I think in a degree uh, of like how much time does the manufacturer or the in this case nobby like spend on the whole total package and do do they also give that option to the end user to like let's say customize it to say oh i'd like mine on the wetter side of things like edison uh brian if you order a uh, signature line pen you could actually request hey i would like wetness being like eight out of ten you uh-huh. know or i could or i would like a this type of you know custom like a cursive italic on this instead of just the normal medium nib so like you can do a little bit i mean of course everything comes with its own little you know upcharge if they if they charge you for that sort of thing but mm-hmm. it's 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 something that then further differentiates the writing experience from just your normal like pick it off the shelf sort of pen and that will also determine if somebody is going to order it, like they would have to order it in the same way that you presented it. You know, you'd have to be very specific about that. Yeah. I definitely, I hear what you're saying. It's very cool pictures he's got up here. Yeah, definitely. So he's in Belgium. He's even got like a red, he's got a red nib pen. Hold on. Let me the, look for that. Which uh, one is that? The Wet and Wise Anahita Red Storm. It's out of stock, but that's got a red Bach nib, which looks pretty cool. Where? It's on the homepage if you look at that. On the homepage. All right, let me see. Yeah. Wet and Wise Anahita Red Storm. It's like a red and white pen, and it's got a red Bach number six nib on it. Wait a minute. I don't see. It doesn't. Homepage. I'm on the homepage. It's just like two hands. You're on Wet and Wise. Wetandwise.com, the the shop page. Oh. Sorry. So how many down? Uh, Let's see. Six rows down? 
One, it says two, it's out of stock. Three, four, it's right after the five, nips. Six. Red Panther? No, uh, the one above that. One row above it. Oh wow. And 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 the Hita, there it is. They're mm-hmm. all they're all out of stock. Yeah. Huh. Hey, Nobby, if you're listening, do me a favor. Stop playing Call of Duty Infinite Warfare because that game is crap, number one. And get back to making these red nib pens. That's pretty friggin' cool. And I mean, and if you can't get back to making these red nib pens because you're busy and stuff, then just stop playing Call of Duty Infinite Warfare no matter what it is you do afterwards because that game was not good. Oh, you know who... Yeah, this red nib is really cool. I don't know something about it. Just I guess because there are no red nibs out there. But why is this out of stock? Like, why would this be out of stock? Is it because I have no idea? I, f- I feel like Nobby's being lazy. I like the Emerald Forest one. <laughs> I mean, this one is he's being lazy. Yeah, he's being lazy. He's being lazy. I don't care what he says. He's just being lazy. He's not making red nib pens. He should get back to it. But I'm looking at this one here, the Wet and Wise Emerald Forest, mm-hmm. and. See, I have to eat words. I have to, I have good I got good words, but I have to eat them sometimes because <laughs> look at the do you see it the wet and wise emerald forest? Now oh, let me back it out. Now let's see that. What okay. Emerald forest? Yeah. So it's 135 pounds and it's got this stock green. That's a heavy pen. Yeah, that's a stock green. <laughs> Aha, yeah. Didn't. <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's a stock green, I guess, swirly acrylic that we've seen before in other pens and other, other brands. And even though I said I don't like clipless pens and I don't like it when they're just tubes, this one I like and appeals to me, I think, because of the roll stop. Mm-hmm. The roll stop is a good accent to the pen. Makes it look really cool. It does, yeah. My thing is this, though. Those roll stops, they're not fixed to the pen. You can just slide slide them on and off, right? Well, it's a lot like how the the Kaveco clip also works, too. Sure. You can just slide that on and off. Sure. Yeah, but, but I understand where you're coming from because that's that looks like a really nice jewelry quality roll stop that's on there and if it's easy to kind of slide that one off then you know you don't want that going missing because it's probably not going to be easy to replace yeah not just that you don't want that roll stop to slide and scratch the material as it's sliding on and off enough times it's going to do that it's metal on acrylic you know what i'm saying but if that thing were fixed somehow that would be really cool i would that's a really cool looking pen i wonder if it's even available Or is he teasing everybody? I think, it, with... I think it's out of stock. It says it's out of stock on here. What the fuck, Nobby? Hold on. This is going to be the episode where we just like go just... shopping on wetandwise.com. Right. And, and we're drilling. I let's, like... just, let's just be clear here. This, they're not sponsoring the podcast, right? Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but we're just, we're just browsing. We're just window shopping right, right now. But I like, I like independent pen manufacturers like Nobby and like Ryan Krusak. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because listen, they got yeah, they they have to compete with the fucking Montegrappas of the world and the Auroras and Lamis and all these brands, right? So in order to be mm-hmm. able to compete, what they need to offer something different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
But I think that's also the appeal of them, and that's why that there is such a good selection of them too. Mm-hmm. Is that when people are looking for a really nice fine writing instrument, and you know they have some disposable income to let's say buy something that they would love to be able to collect or feel that's one of a kind, mm-hmm. and that's what I think is appealing about it is that here you have the ability to custom make it yourself in in most cases or get something that is not commercially available which is kind of like your equivalent of like if you're getting let's say hand tailored or hand or or hand or or fitted or you know kind of like clothing or shoes that are custom fitted for your body or like your feet or whatever Mm -hmm. so like so like so i mean pens are the same way is that they're very personal to your size to the way that you write to angles, your, your, how much pressure you like putting on the the nib and such. So like, it's very, it's very much like a, you know, you could go hit and miss and like buy a whole bunch of different pens from different brands and say, okay, well I, I, I ended up finding one that I like the most here, mm-hmm. but like with, with, let's say working with a small independent pen manufacturer that's putting these things on lathes and, and, and custom making things and doing it themselves, you could, then be able to approach them and say, you know, this is what I'm really looking for. And, you know, I'm willing to spend a decent amount of money because like, you're not going to do this for like the price of a pilot metropolitan, of course. Right. So like, you know, you need to be able to, to, to have the budget of, let's say buying a very nice high end type of pen, which I would say that would be characterized around in the area of, let's say like 150 to upwards of like 500 or so dollars, mm-hmm. you know? So it depends on like what kind of trims and options and all that bells and whistles that you're looking for. But, um, you know, if you're looking to get something that's truly one of a kind and something that you have some control over the various details of that would then custom fit your particular needs, that's what you're going to expect out of that kind of experience. Yeah. And then I like the customization ability with a lot of these, you know, small makers because did you ever notice like sometimes like the bigger makers, it's just like, oh, hey, can I get that? You, know, you could just ask for a slight customization and they're like, no, go fuck yourself. Right. Oh, it's even if like, for example, I've been begging Pilot for years and i i've gone on record multiple times in also in gold spot videos and probably here too i have begged them to have a commercial release in the united states of the custom 823 with the fa nib and then you know if they're feeling generous put an ebonite feed on it so that way people don't have to go to flex flexible nib factory and buy the ebonite feed separately and do that little customization just put it on there already right just do that. Just do that one simple thing. Just put the <laughs> FA nib on there. Just do you, it. Like you see Tokyo Pen Shop has been able to do it for years and probably make a decent amount of sales on just that one particular item because the rest of the world buys just from that one shop who does that, you know, that particular configuration. Mm-hmm. But just commercially make it available. Release the damn thing. Put it in less the, the most boring demonstrator. Just make it clear. Just you don't have to make a smoke or blue with just make it clear. Just put the FA nib on it. Put an ebonite feed on it. Custom 823 vacuum fill it. Just do it. Right. But like like and I and I've even dangled 
like I've I've talked to Kieran uh, Kieran and Sal. I'm like, can we can we just like just say like we'll order this many? It's like so it's like we've even dangled like very large numbers at them to say we will buy this many of them if you decide to make, and still nothing. That won't convince <laughs> so, them, dude. They won't. Yeah, that won't it's, it's very yeah. It's uh, some of the bigger manufacturers. It's kind of like you know, especially if they're very traditional in the way that they approach things, and it's kind of like conservative, and they don't want to. You know, they don't want to agree to doing a lot of these little pet projects or stuff like they just will be so slow to kind of be on the uptake with this sort of thing. But like, I love the fact that we do work with a lot of smaller manufacturers too, like Edison and, and you know, and, and looking at like, uh, but like we also work with Kaveco and we've worked with a lot of different ones and some of them are just so easy to just and and so accommodating of like just wanting to do something creative and something new and a little bit you know like out there and then some of them are just like no no i can't do it sorry yeah. or or we'll 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 let you know and then just never get back to right the, you know so it's like you know but it's uh yeah it's just it's just it's a, it's a fun experience but like it's 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 maddening sometimes when you're just like i really want this to be in this type of configuration but you just can't get it done yeah i mean listen with a company like pilot if you if they lost you your company gold spot as an account i don't think they'd care i really don't because they make so much money off of fucking g2 son and uh pilot frictions frictions what's that yeah the the uh the the thermosensitive ink the one that you could you know, like so it's a gel pen but you could erase it using friction because it's it's uh heat sensitive so the heat generated by the friction erases the ink. Really? Yes. You've never heard of a pilot friction before. No. Well, why would you want that? Like, can you imagine you just sign some important document and then somebody just rubs it, rubs it out, <laughs> rubs it out, and then it's gone? <laughs> well, listen, you don't buy the pilot friction, you know, with the intent that it's going to be, you're going to be signing things that will be indelible and, and last forever. You're, you're going to buy a pilot friction because you want to be able to let's say reuse your notebook or to erase even though you like you don't want to use a pencil you want to be able to use a pen but then you want to be able to have that flexibility of being able to erase it um, there's also the rocket book which is a uh, the rocket book wave is actually a notebook that you could actually cook in the microwave i saw the video the on thing. that i saw your yeah. video on that some time ago yeah Ooh. and that it works only with the pilot friction pens because mm. of the fact that it has that thermosensitive ink and you oh, can yeah. actually re you can actually reactivate all of the ink that's on the page by throwing it in the freezer. That that sounds like a homework disaster. It's like can you imagine? <laughs> so like whatever you wrote, some you yeah. can write all the secret notes and everything, and then you could erase it. Be like, haha, no one will see it again. And then they'll be like, you wrote that with a pilot friction, did you? It's <laughs> like yes. Well, I'll, I'll just throw it in the freezer and see what you wrote about. Oh, me. that's that's another disaster. I was thinking some poor kid did all his homework. But then took the bus and the bus didn't have air conditioning and it made it hot and then it erased all his homework. He gets to school and he's like, I, I did it. Didn't know that he was using a pen where if it gets too fucking hot, it erases everything. Right? Or it's, it's, it has to be much hotter than that. Yeah. Like it's just not going to be like a balmy school bus. I mean, it's it could, be hotter it could, than you that. never know. Or, or this poor kid, he does write something down like, I hate my teachers. Tell them to go fuck themselves, and then he go he goes and he erases it, and then the classroom is cold, and it just reappears in the middle of class. <laughs> that, could, that could be awkward for the kid. 
or a kid again you know, it has to be very very cold it has to be very in the extremes for that to react oh i see all it's right. not just like oh i'm in the air conditioner all of a sudden all my all these terrible notes just appear like out of right. nowhere no because i'd be or if you're like me and it's like you're in school and you're just freaking horny all the time and you're just like drawing <laughs> silly pictures and shit like that and all of a sudden the air condition kicks on. It's like no, don't don't appear. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Superbad with? Uh, you seen that movie? Oh, with, that uh, was his name. That was a long time ago, dude. Seth Rogen. And, yeah, and was I, what, it Jonah Hill? Yeah, what year was that? Look that up. He was like, he was like, he was like, I can't help it. I have this condition where I just keep drawing dicks on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole entire ending credit, the whole ending credits is just like the pictures that he drew and mm-hmm. just some of the. Some of the pictures are just like hysterical. That whole movie was so funny. So very, it very was funny. so crude and immature, and but it was so good. <laughs> uh, but I, you know what's funny? I just looked up the date. It was two thousand seven. But what I, what I remember it is I was a young, immature, just super crazy, horny kid that was watching that movie. That's how I remember myself back then. And now I'm looking at it. It was two thousand seven. That means I was almost thirty years old at the time. <laughs> no but listen not that much has changed since then <laughs> hey listen i my hairline may have receded a little bit uh so that's pretty significant as far as i'm concerned yeah no but yeah super bad mclovin <laughs> mclovin yeah bill Hader playing the cop that was funny yeah that's a, it was, yeah like it was like it's a classic like i would have that movie on when uh when me and uh and and like when i when i originally moved in with uh my then girlfriend now wife mm-hmm. um we had we had a tv in the bedroom and like we would sometimes just put a dvd in and just like watch it until we fell asleep and that would be one of those movies where like you know you, you forget to put the sleep timer on so you would just have the the uh beginning of the dvd the the menu just on loop all oh the time. yeah yeah and you're like and you're like half asleep where you register that it's on and that's annoying you but like you're too tired to like actually fully wake up out of sleep and like turn it off yeah that's <laughs> but, yeah that's one of those you. movies you watched you know gosh i i think i threw out my entire dvd collection and i have like one shelf left of blu-rays that's pretty yeah, much it. But it, I'm I'm sure they're all Brendan Fraser films. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of the ones I don't have the heart to throw out is The Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles on Blu-ray. That's mm. one that I have trouble throwing out. I think I also have 300 in there. I don't even know if I have Brendan Fraser movies in there dickhead <laughs> but do you have uh we were gonna talk about alien did you, uh, you have alien movies in there actually i do uh actually no those are all digital but so yeah you like alien movies they scared you as a kid and stuff like that i was traumatized as a kid with that whole sigourney weaver scene where the alien busts out of her abdomen right? oh and the 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 third one in resurrection no no it or was no, not resurrection. I, th- I think it was um, the second one right She's no it's the third the 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 third one the third one she's like falling like she was yeah the, in the third one she sur- they they survived but like she was implanted and on they're on the prison planet no 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 no, no. she it, it was it was the second one where she was having a nightmare it wasn't a real oh yeah. she was having a nightmare okay, yeah yeah I think that's what it was that kind of traumatized me and then also the android being split in half with all the white goo and stuff like that yeah that really grossed me out because I remember. 
there was this kid when I when I was when I watched that movie, I was very young. And what really grossed me out was there was this kid at recess when he talked, for some reason spittle would form and turn into like this white like sticky stuff Ball. at the corners of his yeah. mouth. Yeah. And that grossed me out and I didn't want to play with that kid because of that. And I always avoided him. <laughs> And I remember that when I saw that scene where the android gets ripped in half and there's all that white stuff, I thought he was covered in that kid's foam. And it grossed me out. And I was like, if that were me, I'd rather be dead. Like, why am I still alive cut in half with that kid's foam all over me? How did that kid's foam get all over him? That's what I was connecting it with. That's what traumatized me. I just always thought it was like milk. It it just looked looked like he was like covered in milk and that he was just like milk was just spilling out of his mouth. Right. Yeah, right. like, I was like, I was like, it's interesting that androids run on milk in the future. <laughs> I guess it does a body good. What did you think of the movies that uh, the new recent ones? The one with the first one was with, I think her name is Rumi, uh, Nu I, Naomi Rapace or Numi Rapace. I, I watched, uh, I watched Prometheus, but right. I did not see, I did not see the other one that came after that. Covenant. I heard it was really bad. Covenant. Yeah, I heard it was, I heard it was so bad that I shouldn't even bother watching it and. You know, that at a certain point in my adulthood, after having children, it's been very difficult to watch any movie, per se. So, like, when somebody says, oh, this movie was bad, it usually does not get, like, I, it does not shoot up on my list of, like, being able to watch that movie at all. I didn't like, think it, it was took so, so bad. long for me to actually watch uh, Infinity War and Endgame because I, I was like, I have to watch this at some point. But right. the time investment was so, like stark that i just was like i I, like so it took me such a long time to just finally cave and just say all right clearing the afternoon watching this movie i i didn't think covenant was so bad i didn't think it was i I don't know that's that's what i'm saying like i did i i i did i did kind of like prometheus because i liked the whole you know i kind of think it went it went back to that whole like vibe of let's say the first alien film where it was kind of like more of an exploratory sort of thing where it wasn't the over the top like bug hunt that that two was and uh it just kind of like had that creepy you know sort of vibe and you started to get like more of a backstory of like the whole engineer thing and mm-hmm. and like and like what the what the aliens were actually like these like these biomechanical weapons that were you know evidently i guess we pissed off these engineers on earth and they came they came back to they were going to come back to like wipe us out with the xenomorphs and stuff like that yeah, so it's yeah. like yeah but was, like how uh, pissed off do you have to be to drink a cup of that shit that makes you dissolve in water remember at the beginning mm-hmm. the what do they call them the engineers those yeah well i think boogers? that was more i i the, the whole beginning part i kind of inter- i mean i don't i don't watch the whole I don't watch like all of the videos where they like have their own interpretation. So I'm sure there's somebody there that, or has already watched a whole bunch of like these like Easter egg and interpretive sort of alien videos that have fully explained all of their thought. But like my own personal thoughts on it is that the, they, let's say they went to earth and earth was barren, right? It had mm-hmm. nothing go, no life was going on there. The engineer drinks that thing and basically like sacrifices itself and like its genetic materials just like dissolve and then it ends up being like the building blocks of like amino acids and then life like kind of just spawns out of that one engineer and then like you know after seeing how things turn out later on i guess they were disappointed in how human beings came up and they were just like nope 
experiment failed. Let's go ruin them with these uh, xenomorphs. <laughs> Shit. I would have done differently if I were that engineer. Because first of all, that engineer, I don't know if you you remember, that dude was ripped. Whatever he's doing <laughs> with his diet, he's doing it right. And to get that kind of muscle tone, he must be working out a lot. So he put a lot of investment into himself just to drink some stuff that's going to turn him into like amino acid. I would have just pissed into the cup of the stuff that he drank instead of drink <laughs> it. Pissed into it and then dumped it in the water. See what happens. If it doesn't work, it wasn't meant to be. Right? I'm not going to put all that effort into my physical fitness just to drink stuff that's going to make me dissolve. If you need my DNA, I can just pee in the cup, then throw the cup in the water. That's how I was going to do it. That's how I was. Pl- that's how I plan to populate the earth. If wow. I'm the only person left on the earth, right? Just peeing in a cup and just P- pee in a cup. All over yeah, the place. pee in a cup full of stuff that'll make me dissolve and then throw it all over in the wash <laughs> into the water, right? That's going to be the way it is. But listen, it's come. It's about that time. Got a long day tomorrow. It's about I, that time to mosey. Yeah, got that time to mosey on. This episode will be uploaded shortly, and I just want to say once again, thank you everybody for joining us. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay engaged.